Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So sorry for not shooting any videos yesterday. I kind of was taking a pause. My video from Tuesday was taken down from YouTube for spreading misinformation, but I didn't spread any misinformation. I was talking about the COVID vaccine passport and how it could be seen as the Democrats' gateway to an apartheid state within the United States. If you believe their argument, or if you were to just use it as an axiom, their argument that voter ID is voter suppression, if you're required to show an ID to get your vaccination and to get your vaccine passport, you have to be vaccinated. Therefore, there's vaccine suppression, right? So that's just going along with the Democrat argument there. However, to continue along with that argument, if you have to have a vaccine passport to enter the supermarket, to get food and drink, to enter restaurants, to go to work, to travel, you're creating an apartheid state. If people of color are disproportionately affected by ID laws, according to Democrats, then people of color will be disproportionately affected by this vaccine passport. But that's all I'm going to say about that because I'd really rather not have this video pulled down as well. But before I get started, please smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and leave a comment down below. It helps with the algorithm. Let's get started. So if you guys haven't been living under a rock for the past week, Krispy Kreme has decided to give out free donuts if you get vaccinated, it's some sort of incentive. And their owner shot back, their CEO shot back, essentially saying, well, you don't have to take a donut if you don't want to. However, 80% of hospital cases due to COVID, people are obese. People are overweight. There is a correlation. Not 100% sure if it's essentially a causation, but it's a strong correlation between being a chunky monkey and being on a respirator due to COVID. So from Calamity Casey, I wish I can get a free McRib for getting my vaccine. I guess I will settle for a donut. And honestly, I'd rather have neither. I'd rather have like barbecue. I'd rather go to like a barbecue place, even a chain barbecue place. Just something healthier because even a chain barbecue place might not have like the best cuts of meat, right? It may not be uh, the, the least hormone injected meat or whatever, but it's, it's still healthier. It's still meat is the, is the ingredient as opposed to whatever is in that donut or whatever concoction creates that McRib from Katie Pavlich, but free donuts. If you take the vaccine, just in the CDC study finds that nearly 80% of people hospitalized for COVID-19 were overweight or obese. Like I said, there is a strong correlation between being overweight or obese and being hospitalized for COVID-19. So, and while this is happening, you have this expert explains how fat phobia is rooted in centuries of racism and how BMI can be very problematic. No, you're justifying your fatness. This is what's wrong with America. America has gotten too sensitive. America has gotten too soft. 
My response to that is moo 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 says the fat cows. It's better to lose 50 pounds through diet and exercise than having your leg amputated. So saying, whoa, you're just fat phobic because you're telling me that 300 pounds is an unhealthy weight. No, I'm telling you 300 pounds is an unhealthy weight because you can't get off the couch. Because your veins and your legs are exploding. Because you're literally dying. That is the problem. That's why I'm speaking out against it. It not, has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with fat phobia. I'm not afraid of your fatness. I'll just avoid it. The only reason I'm, a, I'm afraid of someone's fatness is what it would do to my medical premiums. If I'm in a community where 80% of the people are fat, Guess what? My healthcare premiums are going to be a lot more expensive to cover their insulin, their amputation costs, their heart surgery costs, their respirator costs if they happen to contract COVID. It's ridiculous, guys. It's not that hard to take care of yourself. Also, in the video that was pulled down, I'm in the process of deciding whether or not I want to participate in a bodybuilding competition at the end of the year. I believe it's in November. I'm down five pounds. I've got about, I think I would have to lose about 20 pounds more to get to a good weight, maybe 25. But I'm thinking about documenting that and possibly creating a separate video series, possibly uploading one video a week. Let me know what you think down below. Um, but, you know, because I think this whole repression of masculinity thing as leading to people to just sit around all day, watch TV, eat donuts, not talk to women, and be a basically their girlfriend is electronics. And that is an issue. And then finally from Luke Radowski, he is not wrong. And this could be why Americans are becoming more obese and mentally ill. Journalist Michael Moss says people have been conditioned to consume processed foods. And actually this first tweet reply is really hit it on the really hit the nail on the head. I notice every time I eat high sugar or high fat food, I crave more for like three days. When I was young, we starved a lot. So when we got food, we binge ate, kind of racing each other too. It is like a drug addiction. All these years later, it still happens. I notice this as well. And my wife gives me a hard time because basically what happens is I'm one of those people that if I just, I can't just have like one piece of cake, I need to eat all the cake. So my response to that is not to try to tame the beast within. It's to completely neglect it at all. I don't even, I don't even let it have a taste of the drug. I don't let it taste any of the sugar. When I'm trying to diet, zero sugar at all, guys. Because I know as soon as I get a sweet tooth back, as soon as I taste that sweet taste of whatever, I, it's, it's like a like a cocaine addict um, falling off the wagon and he's just uh, what is that the gif of or the meme of uh, of Spongebob with like the flower on one side and something on the other and he just throws his face in the in the cocaine that's basically me with sugary foods because I I just love it however when I get super lean and I just don't eat sugar for months as soon as I eat even one donut like my hands start shaking. My body can't handle that much sugar because essentially I cut out all sugar from my diet. 
So Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and food science author Michael Moss joined Tucker Carlson for the second installment of Tucker Carlson Today on Fox Nation to discuss the dangers of processed food, particularly their addictive nature. I'm starting to call a lot of these pro products fast groceries like fast foods from restaurants. And one of the defining characteristics is that they're so highly engineered and processed, you can't really tell what original foodstuff from the farm went into them. Much of the grocery store now is populated by these products. It's not just cookies, sodas, and ice cream treats. We're talking about freezer aisle and pasta sauce aisle and on and on and on. Moss claimed that those involved in the production of heavily processed foods seen at chain restaurants in certain grocery aisles don't actually eat what they produce. He argued they either understand the health risks associated with these foods or are concerned about losing control to the proclivity to become addicted to sugar and sodium. He went on to say, we're designed to be drawn towards food, addicted if you will, because it's the last thing we want to do is was not eat. And so our entire sort of system, so when you look at the comparison to food to drugs, it's not so much that heroin is the same as or more addictive than sugar, it's using kind of the same channels to get us hooked on drugs and alcohol. Moss drew a connection between emotions and food and noted that companies often use this connection in their marketing. Combining food and emotion is something that the companies are really effective on in terms of their formulation and marketing of the products, he said. Kind of like uh, people being upset and crying and eating a bowl of Chunky Monkey ice cream. Oh, it's okay that you scraped your knee, kid. Here's a Here's a Snickers bar and a Band-Aid. It's bananas. It was not all doom and gloom, though. Moss acknowledged that adopting healthy eating habits is possible. Our habits that we form, even for eating good food, we can change. We can create good eating habits through repetition. Change, though, Moss noted, may take time. You know, we have had decades. Decades of bad eating habits imposed, thrown at us by the food industry, it's not easy to switch around. And it's not just the, the food in industry, in my opinion. It's also public schools. Public schools have some of the most processed, disgusting foods you can eat. And they try to say, oh, guys, it's healthy. And if, if you don't eat public school food, there's something wrong with you as the parent for not letting your kid eat this highly processed, highly refined, highly, I don't know what this gloop is, food. So that's going to be it for now, folks. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment down below. I may drop another video down today or drop another video today uh, in order to compensate for not dropping one yesterday. Um, until then, I'll see you all later. Have a good one. Bye.